Hey friends, thank you so much for joining for another amazing episode. But before we get started, I have a quick announcement and I'm going to make it quick, I promise. Now, remember we're talking about the contest. It starts this week for 10 weeks leading up to my 100th episode. Also, we're looking for 10,000 downloads and not to mention the Olympics is right at the end of our contest. So here's the thing. This is how you can win on a weekly basis. What I'm asking is everybody to go subscribe, give us a five star, give us a review, uh, screenshot me and tag me on Instagram at sylviedeu underscore cyclist and you will go in to win that week. I will be going on live, well, I'll be making the announcement Friday on my coaching episode as to who wins the prize. So please share this with your friends, go in and put a great comment and put your notifications on. You don't want to miss out your opportunity to win. And I'm going to have an overall prize for everybody who subscribes from now until the end of the contest. Thanks a lot, guys. And I so appreciate you. Have an amazing day and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Secrets from the Saddle. I'm super excited to bring John Davis back here. I did mention like we interviewed or I interviewed John two years ago and I'm super excited that he has decided to come back and give us a bit of an update as to what he's been doing. So I'll give you a recap of what he was doing at the time of 2018. It was probably in the fall when we yep. chatted. Now we're all both on the same team, team Isogenics, and that's how we know each other. And we're both obviously race road cycling racers. So of course we uh, collaborated and uh, back in two years ago, okay, John, and just a little bit before that, he made a comeback into the racing scene in his mid fifties. Um, that's when he got into Isogenics and that kind of changed his his performances life because he got much healthier and he's going to touch a little bit on that but I highly recommend that you go back to his first interview and and have a listen back then because it's really quite interesting about that whole story and then he went on to win the mountain bike west coast championships in 2018 the California state championship so it was that was road and crit or just road uh, crit, it just uh, crit. the crit, yeah. Love it. Um, and so things have happened, obviously. A good chunk of the year was COVID, but John is going to go into kind of, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off. Off of the high of the race, 
into the fall and as every racer does that's when you start planning for the next year what race am i going to do what kind of training how am i going to you know all those things and so that's where we're going to pick up where where we left off with john and so you can give us a you know a little bit of a background and bring us up to par and then we'll go right into <laughs> the change that happened <laughs> like yeah fun next. stuff the fun he stuff. had an accident he's gonna talk about it so let's do it all right well i mean 2018 was <clears throat> i mean 2016 2017 2018 were just amazing years you know i when i won the west coast championship i in mountain biking um i didn't even think that i could do it um i was off the bike for 10 years um, came back, found Isogenics and dropped 20 pounds. And I'm like, like dropped 20 pounds, like really, really quick. And which was okay. so exciting. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, back in. Um, so yeah, you know, I, after I won that, I'm like, okay. So I started, you know, just training more and I got, um, back into road biking after, um, winning the West coast championship. And then, I'm like, well, my friends were like, yeah, come out and race some crits. You know, you might even, you know, win a couple, ha ha, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so then I went back and these were all my old teammates that were kind of poking me and saying that I should come back. So I got second um, in the uh, state championship in 2017 um, in the series final, like in the actual state championship in crits. So I'm like, and it was horrible, like it was a horrendous race. It was, you know, raining and there was a big crash and then they had to stop the race in the middle of the race. Ambulance came, the guy let, like it was just, and then we had to restart the race with the Masters 30 plus. That's the worst. Um, so we, we had already been racing for 45 minutes and then we had to wait an hour and a half and go back and race after that. So, and then I got Seriously? second. Yeah, wow. it, it was it was a lot of bad decisions that day, and I felt really bad that who the guy who crashed. He went to the hospital, and you know, so all of that's playing in your head. Um, but then when I got second that year, I'm like, wow, I could maybe win this too. So <laughs> I came like, back in 2018, <laughs> and you know, I was working with um, Dr. Polisario, and he wrote the book, uh, you know, protein pacing. So I put on um, God, probably 12 plus pounds of muscle um, only by increasing my protein. So I was doing um, about 180 grams of protein per day. Um, and I was like 174, 175 when I was doing that. So I went all the way up to 188 pounds in probably 14 months. Um, put on two to three inches on my quads. Um, you know, my sprinting went up and I was only focused on, on sprinting power, repeatability, you know, no climbing or anything like that. <clears throat> um, no 20 minute VO2 max efforts or <laughs> anything crazy. That's where you got the big calves. We were just talking and <clears throat> laughing about his calves. They're about the size of my quads. <laughs> I know and it's just you're gonna you know, have to show are you in shorts maybe <laughs> all right we'll have to get John to show us his calves after 
so anyway. Anyways, go on. Okay, go ahead. All of that happened. And so I wanted to, um, so I won the state championship in 2018. Um, Super, you know, the whole team was around it. And it it was just, it it was amazing how it happened. Um, I had an amazing season that year, won a bunch of races, got, you know, 10 top fives. And, you know, it, it was, it was a really, really good year. So at the end of 2018, you know, we're like, yeah, let's, let's have another stellar year 2019. So, you know, trained hard, same program. And I won my first race coming out um, in January of 2019. Um, It was kind of funny because it was a smaller race and, you know, I was, more of a training race than anything. So I go what out and I was. What were your goals? What were your goals? Like, to you win. know, after that season, like. To win. Sit down? Yeah, to, to, to win, win everything. everything. <laughs> okay. Did you have one thing that you, because you have to have that big race, that big A race you're working towards. What was that going to be? Well, we, we have the Southern California um, series that, that we do and it's seven eight races um throughout the year so we we focus on that our team won the cup um the overall team cup the year before and then um so we wanted to win the team cup again and i wanted to win the overall and i wanted to win the um the california state championship and so so they're all different sort of you know things that you're focusing on throughout the year so the first race of the year wasn't part of that series. So I was like, you know, I'm going to take some chances and, you know, so a um, couple laps into the race, I decided to go off by myself, hope, hoping that a couple guys would come with me. And I ended up being out there by myself for over 30 minutes, like over half the race, I was, uh, you know, solo in my solo breakaway of about a half a lap and I couldn't get any further. And everyone was like, my competitors were like, oh, just let him sit out there. He's fine. He's, you know, let, let's just sit him, you know, so they're out there. Slow down. <laughs> letting me, just, you know, cook out there for the whole time. Um, so with five laps to go, they ended up catching me. Oh. And then I, I sat in and um, I went, ended up winning the race. I uh, out sprinted them and, and won the race. And they're like, how, 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 how did you do that? <laughs> I just need that little recovery. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the five laps. If it had been one lap to go, I probably would have been screwed, but I mean, five <laughs> laps that, that was enough for re- enough recovery for me. That's right. Oh, good strategy. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was 2019. And you know, then the next race I get second, um, and I was super happy and because that was the first race of the series. So I'm like, okay, this is a good start. You know, I get second out of like 120 guys. Um, and then I go away on a ski trip and I ended up uh, breaking my left ankle, my tib and fib and went off of a 20 foot cliff that was, uh, I was backcountry skiing and didn't, um, the guy didn't point it out. So, um, you know, when it was kind of snowing, kind of whiteout conditions, you know, a little, not, not very good to see. So I ended up needing surgery and getting a plate and nine screws and all that fun stuff. So it's a good thing um, you're able to get out of there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, lucky I didn't hit rocks or stumps or, you know, that the cliff wasn't bigger because that could have been really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know. I've seen, we've seen enough ski videos to know that like a cliff could be really, <laughs> Yeah, it could have been, you know, horrible. And, you know, I could have broken my back. It could have, I, I almost knocked myself out. Like it, it was not fun. Um, Can I just ask, did you keep your foot in the, in your boot and just ride out? How did you get out? I tried to ski down. Um, I took my, my ski, I only put one ski on. I tried to ski on one ski and then my left boot hit a little snow drift and just, I almost passed out from that. And I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't do this. Wow. So, you know, I took off my skis, sat down, they called a, uh, uh, um, snowmobile. And so we, they, they actually had to ski me down in a toboggan first, um, because the snowmobile couldn't get up to where we were. So they skied me down in a toboggan, um, took like an hour and a half for, for them to get up there. Um, oh. so then once I got, <clears throat> and then we got down to the main sort of trail and then the, um, uh, snowmobile they hooked up the toboggan on the back of the snowmobile and then they pulled me out the rest and that that was just not a fun ride we'll we'll skip the details on that <laughs> Were you bang 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 well, i was just thinking because like you could have been anywhere backcountry skiing like i'm surprised yeah. uh you know it wasn't like you had to make it out to a, a known trail where they would find you well it was through um we were skiing with a guide and we were on private private land so i mean it wasn't organized i wasn't oh, well, you know backcountry oh, okay. skiing by myself right. um you know so the they they had it somewhat organized um and the guide admitted to me later they they weren't i didn't even know that that cliff was there because they just never go that way <laughs> i'm like well isn't that your job <laughs> anyway, Why did you go so, that way? <laughs> oh well, I'm yeah. so thankful. Well, I guess you're so thankful you made it out. So now that your season was starting, you're hoping to win everything. <laughs> How yeah. does it play out in your head, John? So what's going I have, on? Yeah, so th this was sort of the the dark night of the soul for me um, because I didn't realize how much my identity was around racing and athletics and you know because that's such a huge part of my life and i absolutely just love challenging myself and so i had to take a deep breath and sort of reanalyze you know my life in in the moment um and you know with the other thing in the middle of 2019 i was supposed to be going to italy on a cycling trip uh, with my team. So I had about three months to heal, um, you know, get back on the bike and get somewhat fit and find out how to get to Italy. And, you know, that the only saving grace was that my surgeon was actually going on the trip too. Um, wow, doctor, you're a lucky guy. <laughs> I, well, that's one of the reasons why I chose him. Okay. <laughs> 
this would be a fellow cycling racer slash teammate. It, it, yeah, he's he's a club member, and you know he's a great cyclist, and he's a triathlete, and you know he, um, you know, I found out that he was going on the trip, and I'm like, that's the kind of you know I, I I trust them, and so I was gonna say no, I can't go because I mean three months is like not not a whole lot of time to come back from a a broken ankle, um, but you know one of the so I kind of reached out to the isogenics community, reached out to some of the doctors. Um, and they had me doing something really surprising is they told me to boost my protein intake by 20 to 30 grams of protein per day when i was when i was healing so right 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 when i broke my my ankle um i called them within that week and i said you know what what should my protocol be for protein to retain my muscle mass and to retain, you know, sort of j just my physique, like, because I didn't want to just wither down and then I'd have to build up my lean muscle mass and everything like that. Um, so he had me, so I was doing over 200 grams of protein a day, 210 and 220, um, which was kind of, forcing down, you know, protein shakes and bars and all sorts of stuff. Um, half a cow. Half a cow. And, <laughs> you know, so I kind of did a, a interesting experiment because I, um, I measured my, my calves, measured my quads, just kind of measured my body right, right after it happened. And to see if I did lose muscle mass and, and kind of how my body reacted to it. And I ended up, um, after six weeks, I lost um, absolutely nothing um, on my quads. On my left calf where I broke my ankle, I lost an inch and a half because I, you know, you can't actually inflex or, you know, move your foot at all. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, my other ankle, I didn't lose any muscle mass. You know, everything was fine. Um, you know, I gained a pound or two, which was inconsequential to me. Like I didn't. Oh I, so many people go into injury and, and just come out so worse, like a lot worse. So worse, <laughs> way worse than what they started at because they just sit back and. It's almost know. like a permission slip to eat like crap oh. and, and just, you know, kind of throw it out the window and well, I'm sick, you know, I don't have to pay. You know, I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the kind of the worst thing, and you're just backtracking so much, you know. And then you have to think about moving forward. And I'm glad. So all that time you were rehabbing, and you're consuming over 200 grams a day. Yep. Yeah. And so what does that do? Because you were explaining to me, and it makes sense, but I want you know, the, the extra protein was doing what to your body? Because I think that's what people need to hear. Yeah, it was um, helping me retain my, my lean muscle mass. Because when I, when, when I put on the lean muscle um, before, I didn't not, that there was no heavy weights. There was no, I wasn't doing any, you know, really heavy, heavy, because everyone's like, oh, you must be like lifting. And I'm like, nope. 
I'm riding my bike and I'm doing like a, a cross training just with body weight, with plyometric stuff twice a week. And I'm riding three times a week and that's it. Um, so it, and also the protein that the doctor was explaining to me that the uh, protein helps the, uh, the bones, the, the, the bone fiber, the knitting of the, the bones together needs the protein to, um, to heal and make it stronger and, and uh, make it connect better. Like, I like that because I don't think you hear much about that. Mm -mm. Yeah, at yeah. all, actually, now that I think of it, because I have a daughter and my son and they both broken bones and it's not something a doctor would has uh, even mentioned and I, I, it makes yeah. sense like you said it makes sense and the the other thing that i was doing um while to keep my weight down was i was doing the isogenous cleanse so i was doing it um a one day or two day cleanse which was actually really easy because i wasn't even working out like i'm not moving, right? My foot's, my foot's up on the couch and on a couple pillows. So it's actually easier to do that than to do 200 grams of protein a day. Right? <laughs> I'm going to cleanse two days a week. Yeah. Like. <laughs> exactly. Because, well, you know what? It, because that also um, increases your human growth hormone, right? It puts your body into that stress. So, you know, and that's what you want. You want the HGH to help you heal, to help your bones heal. Um, so Not to mention giving your stomach a break from digesting all that protein, <laughs> which, which it totally all really does make sense. It does. It, it all. I love that actually. And then, and then I used the, you know, a trainer to come back. Um, you know, I, everything was passed off by, by my doctor first, who was also a cyclist, you know, so he said, you know, put flat pedals on. Don't, he didn't want me doing any sideways motion um, because I was still in the boot. I had the boot on the, on the trainer. Oh, perfect. Right? So I, I had the boot on and the, um, uh, the first night, the first day I did, I think I was on there for 10 minutes and I think I did a whole, my average Watts was like 10 Watts. And I was, oh, I was so excited. You know, I'm like, I did it. Like it was frightening and I got over that. Um, but then the next time I did it a couple of days later and I did 20 Watts for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I just increased my Watts by a hundred percent. Yes. How hard Sylvia, you, you know how hard it is to increase your Watts by like 10%, right? Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> Barely, like even even a little bit. I increased it by a hundred percent in just a couple of days. I was, I'm on the road. That's right. Guess what? I'm back. <laughs> That's I right. did forty watts like, today. Sure, John. <laughs> no, no, you wait. In three weeks, <clears throat> I'm gonna be up to two hundred watts for ten minutes. <laughs> well, well, then I got all excited and I started doing like, what? What's the interval program that I can do on this trainer? And what's this? And you know, I I would be all ambitious to do like this hour program and like 10 minutes in I'm like oh my crazy like I can't even <laughs> well you yeah, know but, but the I... thing is that you're okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna work my way up to this <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna like, go try it okay maybe I well, should step back <laughs> but but I just I listened to my body right I, I just I got on there and some days it was 15 minutes and I'm like that's it yeah. get off ice pack foot up 
like, you know, just totally respecting my body and, but pushing it at the same time, you know, pushing and doing that kind of push and pull. But, but every day it was like, step up, step up, step up, step up, you know, and it was, um, you know, it was a struggle and mentally it was really tough. Um, you know, really sad a lot of the times and, um, relying on my friends and I go meet my friends down for the local group ride in my boot and, you know, on my little, you know, crutches and I go down there and I'm like, Hey, you know, and have coffee and watch them all ride off on the ride. I'm like, I'll be here in four hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs) 16 espressos later. That's right. (laughs) I'll just kick up and read a book. But, you know, stay, the the important thing is is you know staying um, mentally healthy um, through it and you know in really respecting what goes in in your body and in your ears and you know you want to feed it the right stuff. I was listening to Do- Dr. Joe Dispenza, a um, lot lot of good health stuff um, because you want to be in the right mental state. Um, and then you know within. You know, those three months I was on the plane to Italy, going to Milan. How long did how long did it take you to uh, to get like I guess on your bike again? Uh, I guess you had to get on it for at least a month before you went away. A couple weeks. I that's a good question. I think I actually got on the plane and got on your bike when you got to Italy. <laughs> I can do this. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was, um, I'm trying to remember. I, 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 you know, it must've been six weeks or eight weeks, um, on the trainer. I was probably on the trainer a week or two after surgery. Um, and then, you know, it was flat pedals only. And then I did you know, it, I got cleared for the clip flat pedals and then my foot wouldn't even fit into my, my cleat, into my Just um, put the cleats shoes. on the, or the cleats on the bottom I, of your boot? <laughs> that, that's what my friends were saying. I just, just screw it right into the bottom of your, uh, your walking boot. <laughs> like, nah. Or put it in a basket. <clears throat> like. Right, right. I, I had a little basket and then um, I put arrow bars on my little, uh, you know, knee basket on, on my oh. little knee, knee scooter. Oh, <laughs> Do you have pictures um, of that? <laughs> I think so. I think I took pictures. I, oh gosh. Yeah, I, I oh, gotta God. I gotta find those. Um but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't more than a month, a month or six weeks of me out actually on the bike before I went to Italy. Um but Do you ever kind of like feel like this is never gonna get better? Or we all, or every day yeah you didn't yeah have like- it, it was i mean i wanted to be like you know and, and i was going to therapy and, and you know i'm like you know like when, when's the day that i'm just going to be able to do it all and they're like john some people still feel it like two years later and i'm like you're kidding me right like more protein <laughs> more protein <laughs> and it's been, you know, it's been a year and a half and I, I still feel it like it's, I still ice it and I still feel it after big rides and, you know, it's still kind of swollen and stiff and, you know, um, it is what it is. And, you know, I deal with it the best I can, but, uh, 
you know, my physical therapist said, you know, you had the right injury for the right sport, you know, because it, it, it's not, yeah, I'm not doing any lateral motion. I'm cycling, oh, you know, I so, see. so yeah. it's, it's a good, you know, I'm locked into the pedals, you know, I'm not doing any jumping. There's no impact. I mean, so there's a lot of things that lent it sort. So I could recover faster to do the sport that I love. Right. Um, and so I, I do have good news is I went skiing last week, which was um, a huge mile. <laughs> oh, how did that feel? Frightening. You didn't go back country, did you? I, no, no. I <laughs> went to, um, you know, Park City and just uh, got some turns in and uh, need, need some work on the boots because now I have hardware in there that kind of sticks out a little bit and, oh, you know. Like the, the bolts? Well, <laughs> you have to get your like nice molded boots now. Right, right. So, you know, because, you know, the, the screws kind of, you know, in the plate and, you know, but I think if everything was like just pushed out a little bit, I give it some room, I think it'd be fine. You can get boots like that. Yeah. Right. I don't think so, it would be a big deal at all. No, I don't think so. You're not the only one, that's for sure. Right. Um, not the last. But so have you decided to get back on the bike and race? Like what was this year supposed to look like? So yeah, the, that, that's a great question. So I got back from, the Italy trip was fantastic. Um, I went, you know, for two weeks and we did 800 miles and 100,000 feet of climbing in, you know, 14 days. Um, just incredible trip. And, you know, my ankle was fine and, you know, it was swollen and stiff and, but, you know, I got through it. Okay. So I kind of thought, well, let's see what next year is going to be like. And so I kind of kept some fitness and, you know, gave myself a little, you know, some recovery and I was going to, um, so I did a race in January and it, you know, it felt okay. Um, it was January more, this year. Yeah. January, 2020. Okay. And that was more scary just mentally being in a group of a hundred aggressive guys, um, that all thought that they could win. And it was, um, more of a mental, just kind of hurdle to, to come over, um, just being in a group going 28 miles an hour, you know, around a four corner course, um, because I didn't want to go through what I did again. And, you know, sure enough, there was a, you know, massive crash and 40 people go down and, you know, some of my friends went to the hospital and punctured lungs and, um, yeah, wow. it was, that's pretty, pretty significant. It, it was, and that was my Severe. first race back. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> like, what, what am I? Like, I, I don't want anything to do with this. Um, but then of course, you know, the next month came around and, you know, I, I was back, back at it. Um, finished <laughs> the, the race. <laughs> no, you know what? I just was like, let me just get through this with no, no incidents, like no crashing, no nothing. Um, and just have fun. Like I was trying to focus on having fun and just enjoying the experience rather than I had no intention of sprinting or, you know, being in the front or doing anything like that. Um, 
although deep down I wanted to, I wasn't going to allow myself to do that. Um, so I, I finished it. Yeah, fi finished the race. It was great. It was fine. It was fun. And, you know, it was exactly what I thought it would be. And, you know, then the next month COVID hit. So Mid-March. And then I'm like, well, that answers that question. <laughs> like, no way. It's like, I'm not racing anymore. Oh, uh, uh, I don't feel, feel so bad. Let's go riding. <laughs> but I thought it was going to only last like a month or two, right? I mean, oh, God. so... So the whole thing got shut down. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just kind of keep riding. And then two months and three months and, you know, then I'm like, well, I don't. And then the whole. The, well, I guess there was no events at all either. Cause no. I wasn't like, I guess every part of the United States reacted a little bit differently <laughs> where Canada just kind of shut, shut everything down pretty much right right away and so like with our women's cycling club we're like oh my god what are we gonna do you know because so we are right on it i mean and we had like over a hundred members already signed up for a season of cycling we're like okay um what are we gonna do and how are we going to make this work and what can we do for them right now to keep them busy and um but i'm it? telling you yeah what it how do you pivot right what what do you oh yeah well we I, we pivoted really quickly um we got right into i i'm really really thankful that i have a um a board of ladies so there's like seven of us and uh we just got into the meetings right away it's like okay what do we have what can we do what can we put out there you know and we meet like almost every week to two weeks and you know just see what was going on what was the oca like you know the canadian cycling association putting out yeah you know what was quebec putting out uh what were we allowed to do you know and we're like oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be so complicated but we were able to start july 1st and of course not everybody comes out because a yeah. lot of people were still feeling uncomfortable about it but let me tell you when we did get out and ride with some of our friends it was just like <laughs> like because we'd all been inside so long and we just like couldn't you know it was it was amazing like we just chat 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 it was yep you, you don't realize how much it really means to you your community and your cycling community and your friends and um it it, it until it's gone right like i didn't i didn't realize how big a deal cycling and my people were until i brought broke my ankle and you know what what in my identity was really about being an athlete and you know being out there and being a leader and really um being around people and then it's not there and you're like oh i'm really missing that i i, I didn't think i'd miss it that much um and even this year with covid you know i kind of expected that so i actually kept writing um for my mental health too because it was really important um to stay mentally and physically healthy that was one of the big the big feedback from a lot of our members is just that they just needed a they were so glad to get out and and see somebody else and be able to ride um and i'm sure like if i'm sure it's probably the same in your area like cycling just boomed like 500 percent 
It did. It did. There, there's no, you can't buy a bike anywhere in California. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, the Kmarts are sold out. They're, they're sold out like the $100 ones, the $500 ones, and the $10,000 one. I like everything sold out. Like you can't even. I know friends who are buying bikes that aren't even here yet. You know, like they're, they're getting their names on the bikes that are like, I don't know when they're like, I don't know when they're going to come in, but right. <laughs> like you got probably in six months, probably in yeah. like four to six months. It, it's like in January, maybe February, but really sure. And we're only going to get so many. So I was like, uh, cause I took a, a friend of mine shopping and I said, well, like you said, you probably want to put a deposit on it or just pay it in full. And, you know, so it's yours when it rolls in and you don't have to worry about fighting with other people to get one. Right. Yeah. So it's the same situation, but um, do you see any light for next year? Like, how's your feeling for next year? Like what's, what's it like in where you are right now, actually? So I'm, I'm in California and it is um, pretty locked down, you know, pretty, pretty tight. And, you know, we got a lot of um, social uh, sort of, you know, people don't like seeing groups of cycling cyclists together um, because they call it, you know, a super spreader or, you know, um, a gathering that, um, so all restaurants are shut down even outdoor dining shut down, indoor, like you can't, all, all of it shut down in California. Super, super conservative. Um, but, you know, we, we've been riding with the same core group of guys for nine months and not one person has gotten sick. Um, it's certainly not a super spreader. You know, we're outside and, you know, um, exercise increases your immunity. Being mentally happy increases your immunity. Um, you know, we're not dumb about it. We're, we're, we're smart. Um, so, but, you know, I think it's more important to kind of follow your instincts on some stuff. And, you know, I know people who have been inside, um, for six months, literally, and put on 40 pounds. And I have to tell you that I think that I'm healthier than they are. Um, because they, they have truly self-isolated themselves for months and months and months and mentally they're twisted. And um, so it, it's, you know, but not to pass judgment on anybody, but everybody needs to do their own thing on what they feel like they, they need to do. Um, but I think the community in general, uh, you know, the perception is, is that um, cyclists and our groups are our pods, you know, of super spreaders going around, um, which is too bad for that perception. Wow, that's something I've not heard here. Thank gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and so we try to not go through the middle of town and try to go out into the hills and, you know, stay away from the local areas and, you know, it's, but, you know, I, um, I think it's important, you know, through these times to really stay focused on your health, um, hundred percent. And, you know, I still do my cleansing. I still do, you know, my, my protein pacing, um, and, you know, do, do everything that I know how to do on, on staying healthy and being, you know, uh, 
uh, a good citizen, you know, wearing my mask and, you know, re really being respectful of the places around and the people because you don't want to get them in trouble. So it, it's, um, you know, it, it's a balance. But I mean, I, I have hope for next year. Um, it, I, I saw a little meme, which was kind of funny. They're like, oh, 2020, just wait till 2020 turns 2021 and starts drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is I'm funny. Like, <laughs> <isn't> that funny? <laughs> I think you definitely have to stay, stay positive and, and laugh a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, laugh, laugh and, you know, be, communicate and have some community on as much as you can, um, you know, keep breathing and, you know, being involved as much as you can. Because right, here I have a question about, so talking about community and, and getting involved, how do you, Here's the last little question. How do you feel about Swift? Because you have not said anything about being inside. So you're lucky you get to ride outside, not like yeah. us Canadians in yeah. the northern. <laughs> on <the Yeah>. <laughs> well, not close to you, but on the other end of the country, we are all congregating inside on the bike. Have you been there yet? Um, I not not i did that for my rehab for my ankle that i was actually zwifting and i have a uh, oh, a kicker okay. a kicker trainer oh jeez um, so i was started anytime yeah yeah so I, I i made sure that i was um you know in the, you can't know what you're doing without a measurement tool right you know just like with protein you you need to be able to i ask people how much protein you're doing they're like i don't know well you need to start you know counting <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's my question too. Do you know? But you, you can, that? you can get super fit um, using indoor trainers and doing a training program. And I'm a huge proponent of them. Um, you know, it's just so nice in California that I don't use it most of the year. Um, but I do do a structured program, you know, in the off season um, leading up to the season, be like, you know, because it gets dark early and it's cold and I don't want to ride in the dark and if it's raining out. So, um, yeah, Zwift and uh, definitely a, um, a trainer that does power control. Well, whatever it is, like wh whichever ones you use, I think it's great. I'm going to have uh, Hunter Allen on the podcast. He's, um, he's like the power meter guru and he had a little hand in swift and uh and training peaks so if you've ever used that uh that software he helped design that so i'm super excited because i interviewed him around the same time as you so that's okay. two years ago and now like with all like with everybody being on swift and and swift academies and recruiting office yeah. swift for women's race teams is just crazy um yeah i can't wait to hear from him but uh well you know i i know that a lot of these um guys on pro teams um you know did the tour de france and volta and you know they they were training on swift um for a lot of the year you know what one of my oh, friends yeah. uh 
you know, Cam, Cam Worf did the, did the Vuelta and I saw him on Zwift all the time. You know, he did. I think, you know, I, I did hear, um, where maybe it was a podcast, but how a lot of them, or no, somebody, one, one pro racer had injured himself. So he was on the trainer like you rehabbing himself back and he's, yep. he came back way fitter because he could control his environment. He could yep. sleep where in his bed, he could eat properly from at home and he made yep. like a full, a full and it's comeback. safe. It's safe. And it's right? safe. Yeah. And that's another like, thing that we you know we're all it's on our minds. Like I'm sure you saw that, uh, the um, accident in uh, Nevada, well, in Vegas. We actually drove through Vegas that day when we came back from skiing um, in Utah. We drove really? home and I didn't see that until I got home and I'm like, wait, we were in Vegas at that time. Yeah. Bizarre. Like, it's so, so sad. Um, but, you know, that that's the last thing that you want to have. Um, when you're recovering from an injury, like when I'm recovering from my broken <laughs> ankle is to like, not be able to clip out and fall over, but like, oh gosh, yeah. and then land on my ankle wrong and roll it or, or, you know, do something screwy. Um, so, you know, you're on the indoor trainer, you're, you're safe, you know, there's no railroad tracks, there's no rocks, there's, you know, you can't tip over the trainer unless you're doing something really stupid. Um, <laughs> we're on rollers. <laughs> yeah, no. Not yeah, doing I rollers. Got all my stuff <laughs> over there. <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried um, riding a mountain bike and rollers? No, I have not. It's frightening. <laughs> I can't imagine because of the knobby tires. It, it's like you're riding on ice. You, you're just like, you know, and it, yeah. That's a bad visual. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that. Try it sometime. Let me know how it goes. I know. I gave up my mountain bike a long time ago. <laughs> but hey, let's finish this off. Can you show us your calves? <laughs> oh, let me see. <laughs> let me see if I, how, how do I do this? There, there's. Oh, oh, yeah, those are nice. Really? 17 inches? That, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And That's here's my. Is, is that the broken one? Here's my lovely. Uh, plate oh uh, oh oh wow yeah right against the ankle Oof. yeah <laughs> so like, is that where the bolt is um well i have seven seven screws on my um on the outside with the plate and then i have two more screws screwing in my um my ankle on the other side so i have nine nine screws and and a like a plate probably three or four inches long are you gonna do you have to get that taken out at some point he said it was personal it? preference you know he goes let so sometimes if you do high impact stuff the screws actually unscrew and then you have um bigger problem and you have to take them out <laughs> <laughs> just the visual i'm sorry he's like my foot <laughs> but you know the doctor did say one thing when um he he goes uh he goes i just have to tell you that you have really really strong bones and i said 
how do you know? He goes, I had a hard time getting the screws in. <laughs> like, oh, wow. He goes, I really had to like, he goes, I'm a mechanic. He goes, they, they bit. <laughs> You're like, hand me the drill. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh man, I don't want to hear that. Oh, you want to hear it. Like, what's everybody else's bones look like? <laughs> Just the visual, though. The visual is, like, hard to... Um, yeah, you can see him leaning over you. <laughs> but, like, really just, like, screwing down, uh, like, trying to get them in and biting. He goes, no, they, they bit really good. They, you, you have strong, dense bones. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. Um, a lot of protein. <laughs> lot, lot, yeah, exactly. A lot, lot of protein. Um, you know, oh, it, th this is something interesting just to close it out. <clears throat> so it, after I put on all the, the lean muscle mass, um, with protein increasing, <clears throat> I was wondering, well, what if I did the opposite and, and decrease my protein and did the same workout, right? So over the last four or five months, um, I decreased my protein intake and I, I lost I lost muscle mass and I lost size because I wanted to be a better climber because I'm not doing any sprinting. And I wanted to see how that also affected my sprinting with my, you know, power output versus my climbing and my, you know, watts per kilo while I'm uh, climbing. So it, it was, it, it's interesting to play with the body and actually see what you can do um, only by nutrition, only by changing your nutrition without changing your, your workout. That's cool. So did you, were you able to maintain the power output for your sprints even, well, even with the little, the loss of muscle? Yeah. So I probably lost, I went down about two, two inches of my quads. Um, probably went from like 25 down to like 23, something like that. And my sprinting last year, but that remind that I was only focusing on sprinting, like the sprinting and, and like repeated intervals was, was all I was doing was a um, little under 1500 Watts um, for my sprint. And now it's probably close to 14, okay. like low 14. You're coming back. So, I mean, maybe within a hundred watts, which is still um, surprising with with uh, the muscular structure difference and the different. Doesn't you're talking about muscle, but you built up power in muscle fibers, and maybe you you just got rid of a little bit of fat. I think. No, it's, it's basically volume. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely uh, muscle volume that I've lost mm -hmm. it, because I've intentionally, you know, decreased my protein. So I went from 188 to mid 170s. How do you feel? You feel lighter? <laughs> of course you feel lighter. I, Faster. Way easier to go uphill. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm well, like, it's not uh, that because it's if you got more power to go up hills. I don't know. So, so this is where the watts per kilo comes in, right? So, if you um, if I go up the same climb as I did a year ago, I'll I can do less watts, but I'll go up faster because I'm lighter, which nice. is kind of what I was looking for. 
um, right? Because I'm not racing and I'm not, I have no agenda right now, except to have fun and stay fit. Be race ready. Yeah, be race ready. I, like so many guys are, are training so much down here in Southern California because it's been so nice. And, and some of these guys have more time than they did before. And they're just, you know, crazy on how much they, they're training and they're, they're, they're so fit. Yeah, it's the same here. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's like, out. Well, it was until it got cold. But, but with that, we should wrap it up. Um, it's been an extreme pleasure. I always say like in two years time, we should wrap right back around and see what, uh, what you've been up to and, uh, see what's on the agenda for uh, the race season out in California. I have been thinking about if this ever happens, um, a training camp slash winery tour in Napa Valley. Is that close to you? Uh, yeah, it, well, not really. It's more central California. Um, you know, but San Ynez would be a little bit closer that that'd be about two or three hours. Napa is about four to five hours. So, but yeah, <laughs> let me know if you put something together. We, uh, I'm always good for a wine tour. <laughs> well, I've never been on one and um, I've met someone in my business group who actually organizes wine tours. So I would just go down, you'd find a bed and breakfast for us and then, you know, be our not so much chauffeur, but, you know, make sure we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Up. So with that, oh, John, it's been such a pleasure and it's so fun talking to you. I can't wait till we hopefully can get back and see each other again at an event with the team, with team Isogenics. It'd be absolutely fabulous. Um, I think we're all dying for something like that too. Yeah. Um, this is great for Zoom, you know, Zoom team calls and, and all that, but we all know getting, uh, you know, getting together is the way to go. But in any case, yep. we'll take this in the meantime. And, so good uh, to see you. So oh, good to see you. Thanks. And it's been too long. And I know, I know. We, yeah. Anyways, we'll all cross our fingers for next year. Yeah. But um, so don't forget to subscribe, everybody. Um, and uh, make sure you leave a review. Um, and please do share with your cycling communities um, all over. That would be, it would be greatly appreciated. With that, thanks a lot, guys. And we'll see you later. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, 
have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.